Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. Well, look at that. Turn my head left, turn my head right, and boom, just like that is 2021. Super excited to bring the first episode of the year into fruition. In this episode, I talk about the excitement of 2021, all of the lessons learned during 2020. I share how you can approach 2021 to make it the best year yet. I also share my goals and my vision for 2021 and also have a a special, special, special request of y'all as well. So enjoy the episode. If you find value from this episode, please, please, please share this with your family, your friends, and your loved ones. I'd really appreciate it if you leave a review of the show and a five-star rating would mean mean the world to me. I honor you. I appreciate you. Enjoy the show. You can too. 2021, we here. Man, man, man. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, to a new year, 2021. We have bursted out of the shadows of 2020. It's been interesting being, when this episode comes out, five days into 2021 and already realizing all the excitement that the majority of people have going into this year. I definitely understand the excitement. I definitely understand why. People just couldn't wait to get the hell up out of 2020. If you know me, I look at time very much as almost like an illusion in a sense. Like granted, yes, we do track time. We have calendars. We have clocks and watches and iPhones and all of that good stuff. But to me, the time doesn't really matter if our thinking, words, actions, deeds, mindset, all of these things don't change this year. You know, 2020 was interesting. I very much feel like 2020 was the the year of awakening. It was a lot of people waking up to some different things during 2020, whether it be in terms of all the racial discrimination that goes on in the United States today, all the racial injustice, all the racial inequality that black people face on a day-to-day basis in this country. That was definitely something that people have been awakened to, awakened that perhaps the justice systems and police systems and also I would say political systems maybe aren't ideal in the way that they're currently constructed. And it's just been interesting. A lot of people, I think with COVID, are awakening to the fact that there's so much more that Americans get to do to take ownership and take care of their health to ensure that, you know, that you're, we're in a position to allow our immune system to fight for us and essentially try to 
make it so we recover for viruses such as COVID-19. I think that a lot of people have realized that shit changes really quick when all these distractions are put away or closed down. For many people going to you know, the bar or the club or is a distraction or being able even to go to the health club, right? And the really nice gym that you may go to, how that can be a distraction. And when I say distraction, more so an escape from what's going on between a person's ears. How are we managing our thoughts, dealing with the stories that we create in our heads, dealing with every single situation that we are facing in life? 2020 really gave us the opportunity to go within, to take the deep dives and see what was coming up that really triggers us, bothers us. For me, I mean, the, my two biggest triggers were the senseless deaths of George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, everyone who was, you know, Breonna Taylor, and then with those killings, also the response and the reactions that I interpreted as insensitive, incompassionate, things of that nature. So that was, that was one thing that really triggered me that I realized as I went deep inside. And the second one would be focused around COVID and the lack of ownership that I perceived in individuals' health, and also the lack of a narrative around how important lifestyle is in being able to be in a position to, to let your immune system do what it is meant to do, and that is protect you, help you heal, help you recover. And it's just so interesting, like, man, both of those things just at different points throughout the year had me extremely upset, had me angry, had me questioning people's intelligence, had me being very, very, very insensitive to others in terms of the way that they were thinking, the way they were acting. Uh, it was interesting. And it, and, it, and it wasn't really until I had my ayahuasca ceremonies during, when was that? During November, where it actually allowed me to realize that when I'm at my best or I'm operating at my highest self, I am peace. Not that I represent peace, not that I am a stand for peace, that the way I show up is as peace. And realizing how much my peace was, was shaken during those months specifically, you know, March, April, May, probably all the way up until like June, just how much it was really eating up at me and, and disturbing my peace was a big, big, time for me to focus on reflecting and going within. And when I was coming to this realization of I am peace during my ayahuasca ceremony, I realized that, wow, if 
I'm being affected in this type of way. And I do a lot of inner work on a daily basis between gratitude journaling, meditation, reflecting, just exercising, you know, eating well, all of these things. I'm just like, damn, I can only imagine how hard other people have it that don't work on those things often. And it allowed me to really tap into compassion and understand that everybody is where they're currently at. And what I mean by that is most people are in the situation that they're in in terms of how they live their life, how they think about life, how they react and respond to others, simply based off their life experiences. And I make up that the majority of people, when they want to, when they want to do anything, whether it's how they talk to people, it's how they are responding on shoes, social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, they're typically, they typically at least think they're right and they're coming from the right place. Like, I don't know if anyone maliciously is just like, yo, I'm gonna go in there and I know I'm wrong, but I'm gonna go shit on all these people and, and speak about this point. Nah, like, I, I know I make up that most times people do that because they feel like they're right and that they're coming from this righteous place. Not to call that right or wrong, I don't think it's effective. And I think that's something that I get to have more compassion in. And, and you can also have more compassion in if you feel like that that's something you want to take on. Because I make up that most people are simply just doing their best. It, it might not look that way on the outside. But most people are doing their best. And I've realized for me, in order to keep my peace, is I can only have conversations and discussions with people who are, one, willing to listen to me for the reason of trying to understand where I'm coming from. And in that same respect, I am going to listen to that person in a way that's going to allow me to understand where they're coming from. It doesn't mean that that person is going to agree with me or I'm going to agree with that person. However, it sets the stage for understanding, growth, perhaps collaboration, moving forward, like all of these things to actually come about. However, on the opposite side, what I saw a lot of in 2020 is this tribalism of my team versus your team. It's left versus right. It's, it's Democrat versus Republicans. It's honestly, I felt like people of color and people who support people of color against people who are, are white or don't support people of color. And, you know, the list goes on. What, what, do we, what else do we have? You know, pro-vaccine versus anti-vaccine. I mean, the list really goes on and on and on and on. And what I noticed with this 
polarity in these two different sides is that there was zero room for nuance and understanding. The way I see it, majority of things are very nuanced. There's going to be multiple perspectives. There's going to be multiple sides. There's going to be so many different pieces to that puzzle. However, if I'm only holding on to the part or looking for the research and information that supports my argument, my view, it's called confirmation bias. And of course, I'm going to make myself right and tell anybody who's outside of that that they're wrong. Now, in real discussion, real debates, this is something I learned early on in my schooling, uh, definitely uh, by the time I was at Georgetown, is that if I'm going to make a point or I'm going to research something, I'm going to research my side and the stuff that I feel like supports my hypothesis. And I'm going to research the other side and look for information that is going to go against what I believe in order to do the best that I can to get the facts and the information in order to make an intelligent, informed decision myself. Going back to what irked me in 2020, it's also this, I guess this idea that or at least what I make up, what I perceived as a lack of adults being able to have the opportunity to be adults in the sense that each and every one of us should be able to go online or in books or wherever we search for information and decipher which information is a fact or not a fact, is true versus false as opposed to being told, well, this is true because so-and-so fact-checked it, or this is false because so-and-so fact-checked it, where it's like, hey, I would like to be able to do my own research. But that's, that's me, right? So I think it's of utmost importance that we take 2020 and we look at what are the learning lessons we can take from there? For me personally, it is to one, protect my peace by being extremely intentional with who do I have open discussions with? Who do I have real, you know, deep conversations about a variety of subjects? That's one part of protecting my energy. And two, looking at what's the type of media, whether it's traditional media, social media, that I'm consuming? What type of stuff am I consistently watching? What type of words am I consistently hearing? And are those things filling, filling my cup? Or is it causing me some type of fear, stress, depression, anxiety? Fill in the blank. It's so important that we understand that the type of media that we're consistently allowing in and that we're listening to, reading, watching, all of that, it's gonna have a profound impact on how we see the world individually and how we view our place in it. 
So for me, I am extremely, extremely, extremely focused on watching media that really fills my cup. And whatever that looks like for you, I hope you're doing that too, because I think it's super, 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 super important. Last big lesson I'll say that I have from 2020 is that compassion is the number one way of being, or compassionate, I should say, is the number one way of being that we get to tap into and that I primarily am definitely going to focus on tapping into as often as possible because and I love the way Michael Beckwith, Dr. Michael Beckwith, talks about compassion, right? And and better way of understanding what it is. Dr. Beckwith says that sympathy is feeling sorry for a situation that somebody's in. Empathy is being able to feel what that person must be feeling and compassion states I understand that you don't understand I'll say that one more time Dr. Michael Beckwith says that and I'm paraphrasing but essentially he says compassion is I understand that you don't understand and I thought that was such a great way to put it because it it allows me to take a step back in any situation where I'm in disagreements or maybe I just don't I just don't agree with what's going on. And I can take that step back and I can say, hey, that person, I understand that that person just doesn't understand. And it puts me in such a peaceful place. So I invite you to try that on, see how it fits. And if it works for you, by all means, have at it. You can too. And what I want to really dive into now, because I always think it's so good to reflect on this, this shift that we're going through. So we're shifting from 2020 to 2021. So I think it's always important to go back to 2020, see what were the lessons learned and bring that with us into 2021. Another way I think it's so important to approach 2021 and how you can approach it is number one, eliminate everything that is not serving you. Say that again. Eliminate everything that's not serving you. And the two things I'll dive into is the thinking that doesn't serve you and the habits that don't serve you. The way you think has a profound impact on how you experience life, how you navigate life, and how you interact with people in life. Now, if you are thinking things in the form of, say, limiting beliefs, you were thinking that you weren't capable of doing something, well, if that's the case, you probably didn't go do that thing that you really wanted to do. So let's get rid of the self-limiting beliefs that I'm not good enough, that I don't know enough, that I'm not worthy 
of it, that I don't have enough money to do it, that I don't have enough time to do it, that I'm not intelligent enough to do it. All of these limiting beliefs, let's go ahead and, and put them in the basura right now. And that's the trash. Let's go ahead and throw that out because I guarantee you that if it didn't serve you in 2020, that thinking is not going to serve you in 2021. And the second thing you can go ahead and throw out in the trash, I wouldn't even recommend recycling this. Just go ahead and straight up throw it away. And I'm all about the environment and sustainability. But let's throw out the bad habits. All of the ineffective habits that are not serving you and that are not getting you to where you want to go. Whether it's procrastination, whether it's eating shitty food, whether it's drinking a lot of soda, consuming a ton of sugar, being in relationship with that woman who's no good for you, being in a relationship with that man who's not good for you, continuing to have friendships and spend time with people who bring you down, right? Drunk driving, not serving, let's go ahead and put that away. Catching away, smoking and driving, let's go ahead and put that away. Understand that if you can eliminate the poor habits and the stinking thinking, you are putting yourself in a great, 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 great position to create space and room, energy and attention to all the new habits, all the new ways of thinking, all of the big, juicy, amazing things that you want to create in life. Once you've eliminated all the trash, let's go ahead and make room for the new. And in order to make room for the new, I want you to focus on your big dream. What is your big dream? What's the thing that when, you're, when your days are, are being numbered and you know you're about to leave this physical meat suit that we have, What's that thing you're going to look back on and either A, be like, God, I can't believe I never did X. Or is it B, like, man, I'm so excited I got to do this thing before you go. Life feels, feels complete and fulfilling. I want you to really get clear on what is your big dream. What's this, this North Star that you can start to follow, that you can understand that every single situation you find yourself in, you can easily, easily use your North Star compass and see, does this action take me closer to my dream or does it take me further away? Be so clear on your big dream. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that life is now. How many people lost their lives this year in a quick, unexpected way that they didn't see happen? And I'm not talking about just COVID, but car accidents. I lost one of my best friends, CJ, RIP, my dog, you and me every day. I lost one of my best friends to a car accident, full of life, healthy. You know, this, this happened a few years back now, but I never forget that. And, and my boy lived to the fullest, huge smile on his face. 
And nobody, nobody imagined that that's how he was going to go out. But one day he was gone. How many people died this year in 2020? They just got a heart attack. No one saw the heart attack coming. They died of COVID. They died of anything that just wasn't expected in that moment. Life is now. Don't wait. Do not wait. Absolutely no reason for it. So please, like, what, what, you, what you dream of and you want to have in your life is important. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. It's your big dream. It's not your mom's big dream. It's not your dad's big dream. It's not your best friend's big dream. It's not the celebrity you look up to's big dream. It's, it's your big dream. And it is imperative that you go after that thing. So get clear on that. Get clear on what your big dream is and go after that. For 2021, a lot of big things I'm bringing in this year. I have a super dope program that's coming out that I'm really excited about that's gonna allow me to impact clients in a in a deeper way, really teach people some, some of the foundations and fundamentals of living a fulfilling life. So I'm super hyped for that. Formal announcement will be coming soon. Be on the lookout for that. I'm also bringing in abundance. Abundance is, is my word, period, but also for 2021. An abundance of time, abundance of opportunity, abundance of impact, abundance of finances, an abundance of love, abundance of laughs, abundance of lessons learned. I'm just ready to, to live my life in such a way that abundance is the common denominator in all of it. And I realize for me, the way that's going to show up is in playing big. If y'all know me, I don't know why when I said that, I was about to go right into the Dr. Dre rap. Y'all know me, still the same OG, but I've been, look, I'm not going to do it, but shout out to Dr. Dre in case you're listening. But what I want to say is go all in on your endeavors. And that's the advice I'm giving to myself and the advice that I'm taking. I am going all in and I am playing big for what it is that I desire. So one of those things is going to be creating constant content. Like I'm putting out hella fire. I mean, if y'all listen to the podcast, you, you know how passionate I am about everything. Growth, fulfillment, health, best self, all that. And I get to spread that even more consistently, more often. So that's going to be a big part of what I'm doing going forward. Another thing is leaning into discomfort. I'm going to just lean right into that because, as I've said many a times, I don't even know who was the originator of this quote, but it's like that whole, you know, success is just on the other side of your comfort zone. For me, it's like like that ideal life is just, just on the other side of that comfort zone. So I'm going to be making a lot more call to actions. I'm going to be inviting a lot more of you all to, to see what it would look like to collaborate and see if we are a good fit to work with each other. 
I'm super excited to be speaking on more stages, whether those stages are virtual or physical stages. I understand that I got a powerful, powerful story. I have a powerful way of being. I have an incredible gift to connect with people. I feel like my biggest gift is being able to see literally the best version of somebody. I feel like I have so many, any almost damn near every person that I see, I look at them. And once I get to know them a little bit, it's just like, damn, like, I see exactly what you're capable of, even if you don't see it. And I'm so blessed that that's my job to bring the best out of others. So I'll be showing up in a big way. A lot of calls to action, a lot of content being creating, getting out there on more platforms, getting on other people's podcasts more. So if you got a favorite podcast that you would love to see me on, let me know. Let that guest or excuse me, that host know. Make that connection happen. And honestly, like that, that's that's really the, the big thing for me. I mean, I'm super blessed. I'm super grateful for how my life is. Uh, for you all, for y'all that saw it on Instagram, your boy got engaged. Shout out to me. Shout out to Ale. We're super, super excited about that. What an amazing way for us to end 2020, taking our union and our partnership to an even higher level. So thank you, everybody that shared love, that that congratulated us, that is excited for us. Like. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. And last thing I want to leave y'all with is who do you get to be in order to make 2021 the best year of your life yet? How do you get to show up in such a way that 2021 goes down as the most fulfilling, joyous, loving, abundant, juicy year that you've had yet. Who do you get to be? How do you get to show up? What are the consistent actions that you get to commit to taking on a daily basis What are the things you get to release in order to make room for the new? As a human being, it is your birthright to thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly love your life. And I think the most important and inspiring part of that is that you are directly in control of it. You are in the driver's seat you're dictating where your life goes and having that type of ownership for yourself and your life there's nothing more powerful to understand that you are in control of how you view life how you interpret life the type of steps that you take in your life shit what else do you need and i'm telling you all of the answers that you're looking for are already within you how you come up with the questions to get the answers out. Many a ways to do it. But go on that journey. Dive deeply into yourself. See what you find. Do not hide. Do not run from it. Go there. Because all that you're looking 
to have in life is within you. Prioritize your awareness, optimize your health, actualize your potential, maximize your life. You can too, 2021, we are here. I love you, I appreciate you, I believe in you. Now get up out there and go do the damn thing. Go make 2021 yours. I holla, peace.